I'm Lisa. I do the midday show at 101.9 The Mix in Chicago. And I'm Jerry Nunn from nunontherun.com. And Lisa and I go way back. Way backstage, maybe. Yeah, that's where we met. And now we're bringing you along for the ride. Like a plus one. But we don't really have time for some big intro. All right, let's go. Nonstop. Nonstop. With Lisa and Jerry. This week, we catch up with Rick Astley before his first Chicago show in 30 years. And we'll talk to Steve Harvey and find out exactly what really drove him out of Chicago. Hi, this is Rick Astley, and this is nonstop. All right, it's Lisa here with Jerry. Hello. There has been so much going on, as usual. I feel like we've had a crazy week. It all started the other night. House of Blues, Rick Astley. Yes, wasn't he so adorable and nice? Okay, first (laughs) of all, this was the first time he was in Chicago for, what, 30 years? 30 years, this guy, yeah. So that means the record that I still have on actual vinyl, Mm -hmm. when that came out, that was the last time that he was in town. Wow. Which is crazy because, I mean, he kind of got popular a couple years ago again, like a resurgence, right? Yeah, the Rickroll thing on YouTube and everything. That <sighs> and was the big comeback for him. I loved it. Yeah. And the whole uh, Dave Grohl thing. I mean, they, they must have been homies or something showing up at each other's shows like that. Yeah, they were. he was at a music festival that they were both at and they asked him last minute just to come out on stage. So he wasn't prepared at all. Yeah, that was nuts. I mean, that was a totally different ballgame altogether. And I was in Japan doing a festival yeah. and they were the headline act on the festival and uh, we kind of mob and I and a few of the guys and we went to go and see them. So at the side of the stage, and literally, I got invited to go and sing Never Gonna Give You Up. And I was, I, nobody told me that's what we were doing, by the way. Dave Grohl just said, hey, this is happening. And somebody gave me a mic and I walked out, pushed out kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it was just brilliant. And I think partly because they're so chilled and relaxed. Yeah. For, for a band that makes such ferocious, full-on music, uh-huh. they're unbelievably chilled out, I think. And they were really comfortable. And I think that made me feel comfortable. So we just did it and it was a laugh and it was just really good fun. It is the weirdest pairing of musicians together, but somehow it works. Yeah, and they did this rockin' version of Never Gonna Give You Up. Yes. So it was really fun. First of all, I don't know who you talked to that ended us backstage with Rick Astley. Yeah. But like the seven-year-old in me was so excited to meet him. Yeah, and he was so like, he's just so laid back and I, th- I think when you get to know him, the mystery kind of goes away. Like he's just so personable and I just think he's so much fun and he's very humble and people like that. It's funny, we went back there and it wasn't like a big old meet and greet. It was me, you, and two other people. Right. Rick comes out in his like Nike t-shirt like, hey, we'll have to keep it down because the band is still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's such a good guy. I just love him. Respectful of everybody and, you know, an open book to people. And so. he's aging really well, too. He is. I know it's kind of like shallow of me to say, but he still looks really good. But even how he's dresses and styled and stuff. I mean, it's it's not older and it's not too young. So it's a nice. It's timeless. Yes. Yeah, black tennis shoes, black pants. And yeah. The so one of the things that I came back to work the next day and started like gushing about that show Mm because we got to see him at House of Blues, which is a great venue to see an artist like that. But Mm -hmm. okay, he is such a great performer. He is. And I don't stay to to the end of shows most of the time. I I either like look on the set list or I get tired after a while or something. I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. I need to get going. (laughs) And then, you know, for him, it was just he even made the songs I didn't know entertaining. Yeah. He did some covers. He's like an Ed Sheeran cover. ACDC. Yes, ACDC. He played drums. You could tell he was having a good time. Totally. And for somebody, you know, I talked to him about it. He he, he didn't do a lot of live stuff. He, he didn't discover that he could play live again until later in life. And he really just decided he was going to do it again. And some he was like in, 
Japan or something and they'd ask him to do some kind of karaoke thing where he was just singing to a track but he fell in love with performing live again I think wow. that's just so great the droves of people that came out to see him but he told you that he would never what wait in line listen to this if we do a gig somewhere in whatever part of the world and someone's outside and wants me to sign something I say to their faces you must be crazy why haven't you already gone home do you know what I mean what are you doing <laughs> yeah. or if someone's kind of losing it a little bit and they're wobbling and they're kind of getting a bit hysterical yeah I usually give them a hug and say look let's just calm down love do you know what I mean let's you know what I mean just yeah. talk to me do you know what I mean yeah. um, so I, I was never one of those people who kind of waited around for an autograph and that's not because I didn't love certain artists because I did big time but I just didn't see that as being part of something that I did you know and um, so I find it a bit odd now and I'm happy to do it I'm happy to do selfies and I stand you know and sign everything for everybody you know uh, I just I don't know I think it's a bit nuts in a way do you know what I mean yes yeah. I, I know I know who I am and I wouldn't be nuts about me do you know what I mean so there you go well his fans were crazy about him that is for sure although I will say as far as standing out there to get an autograph you know that I brought that record with me and then I didn't want to be like a weirdo so I left it behind but part of me I'll be honest wishes that I would have been like hey could you please sign this for me he would have signed <laughs> it he doesn't care about that it was just the point that you know I thought he maybe had a crazy fan I would have been the crazy fan <laughs> I would have been like hi I've loved you since I was seven years old here's the record that my mom got me when I turned seven he would have been like all right calm down this way I just felt a little bit more I, I don't know I felt like more of a grown-up being like hey what's up and it was like a chill a chill meeting with Rick Astley because he doesn't have a big ego that's the thing he, do, he doesn't see why a fan would like him it wasn't that it, it wasn't that he wouldn't do something for somebody you know because a lot of these stars they think they're too good sometimes tell you me know? about it and so he's just not like that and I think that because you have such a good experience with someone off stage that when you see them out there doing their thing and he sounds incredible like mm -hmm. he should really be performed like he could sell out United Center if people would just like I guess get past the punchline of the Rick roll mm -hmm. like this dude is incredible I'm so happy we got to see him at a small venue because the next time he comes around it ain't gonna be a small one well in Europe it's it's a big it's he does arenas and things so it's oh does he it's different when he's over there that yeah. makes more sense mm -hmm. wow okay so Rick Astley come back to Chicago we love you <laughs> finally actually now that it's a little bit more comfortable around Chicago mm -hmm. I didn't think that winter was ever going to end I felt like a Game of Thrones episode because like enough of this already finally mm -hmm. we're getting a little bit of warm weather and it's funny because apparently that is what drove Steve Harvey out of Chicago check it out hey, we miss you in Chicago what is there anything that you really miss about being in Chicago now the food and the audiences were really really good okay. the audiences in Chicago were really good mm. and the food was amazing I do not miss six below zero <laughs> yeah. what, what drove me out of Chicago was year before last they invented a new code and it's called the vortex when they did that I said okay Okay, so that is what drove Steve Harvey out of Chicago. Although I bet he misses us on days like this when it's sunny, beautiful, and warm. Exactly. Like short sleeves only. And now all I'm saying is that it better stick around because I've had enough of the cold weather. Amen. Spring has sprung, I guess. Everybody's saying that. And there's been a ton happening with the different fundraisers and the, you know, how they do like the Mother's Day walk for breast cancer. I went out on the edge. I know you know this, Jer, but <laughs> I started raising money with my rack or trying to. Hey, that's awesome. 
awesome. That's <laughs> I mean, brave. It's a little rack, but <laughs> maybe we can raise a little money. But I don't know. big things with it. I'm going to try for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I got this email along with actually 29 other ladies here in Chicago. So there's going to be a lot of boobs. But we all basically went to Sarah Rasky Fine Art. It's a gallery in the West Loop. Sarah Rasky painted all of our boobs. We pressed them onto these big canvases and now they're going to be auctioning them off. <laughs> Was there photos of this this shoot of the uh, boob pressing and all that? So I didn't let anybody <laughs> take my picture while my shirt set. was off. It was a closed set. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was already nervous enough because it's kind of like, hi, I met you for the first time 10 seconds ago. Well, <laughs> right. Let me take my shirt off and you can hand paint my boobs. <laughs> wow. Finger painting. It, yeah. It <laughs> was like, twist. luckily she did kind of like make me feel at home and I kept trying to tell myself when I was driving over there to get the painting done like, okay, you can do this. You can do this. It's just another girl. Like it's not a big deal. You know, you get waxes all the time. These are just your boobs. <laughs> like it's yeah. fine. I can do this. And you know what? It was fine. And we all just sort of like giggled our way through it and it was fine. It makes, it's making me nervous right now. I'm thinking about like, I don't, I would be, I would have some anxiety about that with my chest even. Well, get your mind off weird. my boobs, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how I would feel if somebody was like finger painting on my boobs, on my chest. My, you know, I mean, men have breast cancer too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Is that should, something you would do? Maybe in the future. Maybe we can get you down on the list for next year, honey. So all the proceeds are going to Susan G. Komen of Chicago. But I have to tell you, and like a side note, that I've been panicked ever since this auction went up online because there's been no bids so far. And I'm like, why is nobody bidding on my boobs? Can mm. I tell you that last night, a friend of mine, and actually two friends of mine, Southside Neighborhood, but the guy who has won the auction is Jason, who owns the gay club Crave oh. down in Blue Island. Jason Cra- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. He is staking his claim on my boobs. He's a I'm, sweet guy. Oh, you know him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. like ran up to me and wanted a photo with me like I was a celebrity one time. And really? Like, oh, isn't he a sweetheart? Yes. Yeah, he's really sweet. Oh my gosh. I'm, well, glad, he, I'm glad he got your boobs. I wouldn't <laughs> want it to go to anyone else. I know. I was just so happy. Uh, so so that's good. And it's all going for a great cause. And uh, thank you, Jason, for doing that. How sweet of you. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get my, my scrot. You know, they have, you know, prostate cancer is a big thing too. I'm going to be like <laughs> swinging around with my... <laughs> so I guess that's a big question then. Um, would you get something like that? I mean, it doesn't have to be like I would do anything like your... for a good cause. Listen, if somebody really wanted to buy my balls, then I would let them. Really? Like, what would you do? Like, dip them in ink and, and uh, blot them on a canvas? What? Yeah, why not? I mean, I've just never thought about it before. I'm getting really red. And Sorry. I'm burning up in the studio right now because I'm I, Well, it's it. funny. It is something to think about because when I went there, I didn't know what I was walking into. They yeah. let me pick the canvas color. They asked me to pick what color paint I wanted to use. So, I mean, I guess you have to think about it. Like, what color would you use, like, pink paint? I went for, like, a turquoise color. I thought it was beautiful, but, you know, <laughs> but you. I'm partial. And, um... <laughs> I just snorted, sorry. <laughs> and, you know, I I'm, I think that's brave and so great of you to do it. Well, okay. thank you. Yeah, hats okay. off to you, or shirts off, or whatever they would say. <laughs> Both, I guess. Why not? Um, all right, well, we're definitely going to keep you in mind the next time somebody has a finger-painting fundraiser. <laughs> okay. We're, we're putting Jerry and his business <laughs> district on display. <laughs> the nuns' buns. Yeah, no, nuns' buns. <laughs> Look, I would bid on those. I would I would love that would look great in the studio. Can you imagine someone with their hands? <laughs> and someone else has to paint this for you. You're brave. You can do this. Moving right along. Speaking yeah. of buns and Where who do we knows go from what here? else. I know. I know, right? Uh, ooh, how about the vintage motor carriage down?
down on South Des Plains because we were just there for the Driehaus Awards for Fashion Excellence. Right. Tell me about your take this for is, 2018. This is our second second year to go. For, yeah. for me, did you go before that? No, or? I went for the first so time. First with you. time we went together last year, and then now we're back. Yeah. So it was very similar to last year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it was run the same. So you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. The food was good. I remember. The one good thing about having an event that is pretty much the exact same thing um, as the year before is that you know how to plan for it. Right. Like we knew to get in there and make our plates and then get to a table because it, it's one of these events where like there's like three tables but 300 people. And the lines are long yep. and all that. So and then we we cut to the desserts kind of early which was good. Oh because yeah. Because I bet they got messy afterwards. A little cheesecake. Yeah. But like, the fashion show was I really liked it. I thought the designers really had a nice range to them and you know I watch a lot of Project Runway so I'm kind of an <laughs> expert and I'm a little bit of the Nina Garcia. I can be a little harsh for Ooh. some of them. There was you know some kids that had some room to grow, but I I really thought there were some standouts. Yeah, they're fashion students from all over the Chicagoland area, and it's cool because you're right. There are some of them who you can totally already see on, uh, you know, a big business runway, mm-hmm. but then there are some where you're like, ooh, uh, are you going to do like costume design for movies? Because that one with like the masks over mm-hmm. their face, mm-hmm. it was it was a little scary. Right. I felt like maybe one of the models was going to jump off stage and mug me. Oh, no. But it's just kind of cool to see that this is actually happening in Chicago. They're like putting Chicago fashion back on the map, which is cool. What'd you think of the auctioneer where he's like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how. He, he was so know. funny. We kept laughing at him because he's we did entertaining. Laugh. I've seen him around other Chicago events where, you know, he goes, I'll take a, you can hear him talk and then he'll just be like, and blah, 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 blah. I, you're right. I did. I was like filming him for Instagram because we were sitting in the front row uh-huh. and he's standing right over us. So I'm basically like shooting the camera, like straight up this guy's face and he's he's talking a mile a minute and and all me and you could do is sit there and laugh like a couple of eight-year-olds uh-huh. but um they made a ton of money they always make a ton of money and these donors are just have they have deep pockets Oof, for sure they do and you know what i do have to say as far as deep pockets go that for is it richard Driehaus? Mm-hmm. is that yes. okay mm-hmm. look this dude's got deep pockets he mm-hmm. could be just like off somewhere sunning himself on a yacht i don't know yeah he has all his properties so that's part of the auction is the properties that people can go to in the islands on a faraway island and yeah like go to Nantucket and mm-hmm. hang out at his I don't know his cool house there but yeah. I, what I'm saying is he could be doing anything with his time and his money mm-hmm. he doesn't need to come and help Chicago students but he does right so I think that is like huge because if we can get more rich people to do that kind of thing and help uh you know show a little bit of love to the youth of the city that would be awesome so for real I mean it is kind of like hats off to him for doing something Absolutely. like that so we'll definitely be back to check that out next year I'm happy that I was able to work in sneakers into this event because <laughs> last year, I don't know if you remember when I wore those red like velvet high heels, I couldn't like walk at the end of the night. Mm. I'm like, Jerry, can you go get the car? Because my <laughs> feet hurt. And we do not want that to happen. No. Lisa with sore feet is not a fun night. It's not a fun <laughs> night. You sadly have learned that time after time. Well, the problem is the nun likes to run all over the city and walk and walk and walk. We know. And I drag people all over the place and I'm like, oh, but there's free parking over here, but we have to go across the city for the event. Not only that, you know what? I don't even want to relive last year's Lollapalooza after the biggest rainstorm ever and an evacuation. You think it's okay. Oh, we're just going to walk to this event. Okay, no problem. I'm thinking it's like five, six blocks. We walked like three miles that day. (laughs) We walked to the West Loop. I mean, it was far. the park. Yeah. (laughs) So My feet hated you. But hey, it's good exercise. (sighs) It is good exercise. On that note, we're late for brunch. We're going to go and stuff our faces. So we'll catch you next time.